Sam, Sam, Sam. Simon. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I have, I have a beagle in close proximity to me. How could I possibly be anything but good? Oh, man. Absolutely. Life must be good if you have a beagle nearby. Oh, Flinny. He's, um, oh, they look like they're he... crying all the time. Oh, no, no. And he's got the flopsy ears. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, your beagles are ridiculously adorable. I know, right? I was yeah. forced into having beagles. I never wanted dogs. Mm. I, don't, I don't, you know, I have, I have mammals I have to look after at work and at home. And I don't understand. Human mammals. <laughs> yes, I don't understand why I would, I would voluntarily go out and find mammals who don't really want me to be looking after them in the first place. Oh, but they and do. And then look after them too. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but it's 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 quite good, I think, to be reminded smell of bad. one's own animal nature all the time by hanging out with dogs. Because because mm. dogs are just much better than people, actually. Well, well, yes, they are. They certainly they and, certainly keep it real. Yeah, they, they will lick their testicles no matter who is watching. <laughs> <laughs> They're also yeah. very good running partners, my beagles. They, um, yeah, that's good. They hit the trail with me on the odd occasion where I do manage to run. That so they're good for that. With, with, with the flappy ears and like, oh man. Because mm. they, they have a lot of spare skin, beagles. Plus they're hunting dogs and, um, and we go running in the mountains because that's what you do when you're a hippie and you live in Cape Town. Mm. Um, and they uh, so they 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 think they're going out for a hunt, and then they, <laughs> oh, they run around <laughs> looking for baboons and squirrels, and then yeah. they bay, which is a really oh, high pitched wow. kind of howly sound that they make Weird. when they think they've found something for you to kill, and then they come and call huh. you like, hey hey hey, I found it, come kill it. Um, oh, cute. And then <laughs> and I so trip over them. With you. Like, why did you let the squirrel live? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why really are funny. you tripping See, over me? See, this is me? my thing about exercise, like. Yeah, <laughs> like we wouldn't need to schedule exercise and go to gyms and horrible things like that if if there were predators in the cities and we needed to go mm -hmm. and run and catch our own meals. It, it would, it's more civilized, really. Like like it's it's kind of silly that we have to force ourselves to go and exercise because it's just what we should be doing. The zombie apocalypse will be good for our health. Exactly. I, I think they should just they should release I don't know five hundred large lionesses into every major city in South Africa. People would get fit, yes. dude. <laughs> that's what they should do. Yeah, that's, um, that's a solution. That's one solution, one possible solution. Of course, there are many predators in uh, in mm -hmm. the city, but you don't need to run away from them. You just need to ignore their advertising or something. Um, I yes. uh, I checked out OmniFocus after last week, after our chat. And? Uh, it's cool. I can't think of enough stuff to put into it, though, and it's really expensive. <laughs> it's, they want, they no, want it's like 160 yeah. rand for the iPhone app. Then they want you yeah. to pay that again for the iPad app. Yep. Then they want you to pay 800 rand for the desktop the app. The desktop. I know. I know. It's and you crazy. don't get free updates. I know. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. For a to-do um, list. And there is no, there is no um, sort of web app. And no, no, it's it's definitely it is a flawed ecosystem. But but if you are obsessive and you need to follow the getting things done system, then it's the only thing. So tell me how you <laughs> use OmniFocus. The price we pay, Simon, is the price we say pay for organization. Do you um, have contacts? 
context, yes, context is very important. It's the, the way okay. the whole system works. So at mm-hmm. present, I have one, two, three, four, five, five major like high-level folders. And within those, I probably have 30-odd project folders. And within those, I probably have about 50 project cards with various tasks on them. Um, and then I probably have about 12 contexts within that mm-hmm. and every task I have in there is matched against a project and a context and yes and deadlines and things oh, wow <laughs> it's all quite 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 anal you put us all to shame Sam Beck Bessinger well no no if I had if I had a working brain that could <laughs> you know remember things then this wouldn't be necessary nobody so, has a brain on that level but I was I was having uh, a discussion yesterday uh, with Kenny who I referenced in the last show hmm mm. What does it mean? Um, You're but obsessed with we were just, just buy him flowers. So I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure he won't reject you. <laughs> uh, we were taking out ingress portals and we were talking about, uh, oh, the fact that you, you almost need to be a gamer to use something like OmniFocus uh, properly. Yes, yes, The yes. skills that you learn from playing games are the same skills that help you master uh, this new era of productivity, it feels well, like. And everything else, Ooh, which reminds me, have you seen the trailer for Ender's Game? It looks amazing. I have not. Oh, it's amazing. So if you haven't read the book, it's, 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 it's the idea of um, a, a, a kid who's really good at games and then they realize that he mm. would make the perfect soldier and, and commander of soldiers yeah. because it's all just a game. And I mean, so yeah, you could control I must army. see this trailer you speak of. I can't it's watch it right now because it would make a noise, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think but with I, exercise as well, like I think the people who are most successful with that stuff are those body hacker people who measure absolutely everything. And uh, this is not me, but, uh, you know, and they, so? they track input. and The quantified self-movement. Yes, that thing. The people who measure everything. Yeah. Justin um, has just bought – because, you know, there's the fuel bands. You had a fuel band, didn't you? Yeah, it broke. Uh, okay, he's got like a fuel band 2.0. It's not a fuel band. It's not by Nike, but it's it's um. Who's so it measures Spratt? all your movement. Spratt, yeah. Your boss. So it measures my boss, Justin Spratt. Um, it measures Oscar. all your movement, but it also takes photos of your food and tracks your sleep. So Good it's Lord. like is everything. that the new Fitbit product or yes. is that yes, yes. Yeah. It Fitbit, is a Fitbit. Uh, the Fitbit app? I uh, think. Possibly, I don't know. Or is no Jawbone? Jawbone does the app. Fitbit does something else. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, that's uh, that. I suppose it's very googly, right? You know, like Google. Mm, mm. Google is a data company. Like everything they do has a data something. Uh, they've yeah. either got empirical evidence for what they're doing, or they're leveraging data from one silo into another, or set mm-hmm. into another. Including things like HR, which is fascinating, like they, the, how they use data to figure out how they're hiring and firing badly and how they can improve that. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I suppose I can see how that's cool for exercise and health. But I just feel like um, – I feel like I make a lot of gut decisions as I go mm. about my day. Mm. Um, and – I think I've, well, I, I have the sense that if I had too much data facing me when I made those decisions, mm. I would make the right decision from a data perspective, uh, but I would mm. forego any sense of of just that burning right thing to do feeling that you sometimes have when you need to make mm. a call. Um, 
And when you look at the way things work, you look at you look at companies. I suppose you get two kinds of two kinds of activities, right? You get activities that just turn things over, and you get activities that really force a transformation or an evolution in the way things happen. So yeah. look at so look at Tesla, right? So Elon Musk is on the electric car plug. Mm. Everybody tells him he's batshit crazy. That I, dude, he probably is, though, in fairness. Well, <laughs> but good kind of crazy. So, yeah, but everybody's going, Elon, you're smoking something, dude. The electric car thing happened in the 90s. Nobody wants them. It's unsustainable. It, nye, 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 nye. And for mm. years, he goes, I don't care. The data is stacked against me, but I know this is the right thing to do, right? Yeah, and he yeah. soldiers on. And he puts out a, a supercar, an electric supercar, and everybody goes, well, you're crazy. And yes, lots of rich people <laughs> are buying it, but you're not making any money. And your investors yeah. are bleeding out of their eyeballs. And then he puts out the Model S, and it's like this beautiful sedan that seats up to six people and gets the most amazing mm. reviews from Wired and The Verge. Uh, and everybody's still laughing at him. And he's still sticking to his guns. And then this mm. week shows his first profits. The share price goes up 30%. Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah. So nobody's laughing now except for the chairman of Ferrari who this week also said they'll never do electric cars. Let's see how that works out for him. Uh, but, interesting. Yeah. But, um, but, but like if Elon Musk, who also lost – I mean the dude's just on a roll, yeah. right? Did you watch that Grasshopper video? No. This, so SpaceX, his other company – has done yeah. uh, they've done the first reusable rocket and if you look on YouTube um, <laughs> there's this bananas video it's 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 balls of this rocket yeah. taking off like rockets do and like going up I think <laughs> I don't can't remember 250 meters into the sky whatever and then landing again like to oh, the so inch crazy. where it was on the pad that's oh, so crazy yeah I know you Elon know. Musk is is the bomb no he's he's amazing he's Iron Man basically but um so he's yeah, looking no, at totally. the right data he's looking at the data that makes well, electric cars work and sustainable and that makes rockets go up and down but he's not yeah. looking at the data in the environment that tell, that's telling him he's batshit crazy and he should just go and uh, work in a factory or or be a lawyer yeah, I mean, so the, the innovator's dilemma kind of talks about this stuff as well, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of, I think the thing with data and that kind of data, like the kind of data that Google collects about its own company and uses to make decisions about its own company and its products and that kind of thing is data can only tell you about what's happened before. Um, it, it can't, you know, data is never going to come up with that or show you what that crazy left field big idea is um yeah. so those things have to come from outside of the system or from someone who is working outside of the system in a way who doesn't give a shit about the system um yeah. but i and do who's think willing both to fail. Kinds, yeah totally but i do think you need both processes at the same time right so you do need to iterate yeah. and improve the thing that exists but you also need a couple of crazy elon musk sitting somewhere who mm -hmm. are ignoring all of that and are looking at signs from the heavens or some other kind of data yeah. <laughs> from their brains um, well, and yeah. who are most likely going to fail because for every Elon Musk, there's yeah. 4 million uh, losers sleeping on street corners who had similar ideas. Um, sure. But, you know, part of the deal but, yeah. with being that guy is going, this will probably f flame out brilliantly. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> when this thing goes down, it's killing yeah. all the passengers. But I'm going to do it anyway. You need you need to be yeah. bananas. You need You need – screws loose to go and do that shit if you follow the data but, you'll be successful but the world's yeah. not gonna change 
No, I agree. But but like maybe. So the the flip side though is that um I think a lot of it more of it is actually up to chance and fate than we think. So, you know, it's it's I think ideas are actually Everyone has ideas. Ideas are everywhere. Ideas are not that interesting. Um, ideas so, are like assholes. We all yeah. have them, and I am not interested <laughs> in yours. Exactly. Well, unless you are. Well, I'm interested um, in, but- in your ideas, Sam Beck-Bissinger. <laughs> but most people's ideas I have no... Anyway... Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but actually, like, it's, it, when you read about these amazing success stories, and either it's someone like Elon Musk, who happens to also be very good at, you know, the business side of things by the sound of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, or you have these crazy I, I, inventors who are found by cool business people who invest in them and, you know, help them turn whatever crazy cookie the idea they have into something that goes to market um, mm-hmm. and, and make shit happen. So it's, it's that combination between, you know, the crazy thinkers and people who are good at doing stuff Mm. and i I think they're often not the same people yeah that's true but back to exercising when i exercise with data Mm. um it gets in the way of me actually enjoying what i'm doing (laughs) so So you don't use like run keeper or something like that i i run with nike plus when i manage to run which at the moment is once like you know every decade but um but I run. But it's with, because with it's like winter and it's always dark. That's the problem. Yeah, and because yeah, yeah, people just won't well, let me be. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I have to work and be places, and um, <laughs> so lame. Yeah, I know. So I run with Nike Plus, and then now you're worried about the time that you're doing because Nike Plus is measuring that. And if I stop mm. and look at the squirrel, or climb the tree, or or wrestle the beagle. Like now, I need to hit pause, or or my time. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like you're you're a little forest elf. <laughs> no, I just need to go. And, oh my goodness, ridiculous. Or but but you know so, and then it's going to update to Facebook, and it's going to tell my friends that I took two hours to run a kilometer, and they're going yeah. to think I'm a, I'm a, um I don't know. You're a loser. No, totally. I did a I did a race with Nike a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was a run around Joburg Zoo, which was freaking awesome, because um, I've never been to Joburg Zoo. And I usually hate zoos, so I would never have gone by myself. But Joburg Zoo is actually amazing. Um, and I kept stopping. I was like, oh, look, it's an elephant. It's amazing. And, of course, I finished, like, right at the end. <laughs> but it was fine because I looked but at that doesn't matter, and owls and Because you things. had a better time doing it. Well, for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then I, I, I was crawling and wheezing and trying not to die because I'm very bad at running. <laughs> yeah. so you know, don't, anybody don't listening to this conversation thinks I'm an idiot. Why? They're just like, dude, who cares what your friends on Facebook think, you know? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you get you the nice thing about about Nike Plus or Runkeeper or Endomondo or any of these things is that you can kind of you can kind of reflect back on, on on your exercising and you can see like, hey, on you know, the twenty fourth of December I ran this awesome trail in the nature reserve where we were for Christmas or yeah. Maybe I guess so. I find so I use Runkeeper, and by which I mean that I I have it on when I go running. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I try to turn off the audio so it doesn't tell me how I'm doing because that also kind of gets in my way. But um, I never look at the data again, so I'm not entirely sure why <laughs> why I'm using it. Like I, I I collect the information just in case mm. you know I ever need to look at that. But um, I think I'm too afraid to look at it because then I'll I will realize that actually I've been running for a year and I haven't gotten any faster. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. people, I mean, people don't, I think people don't necessarily 
or a large majority of people rather, they don't use Runkeeper, Nike Plus and all of these systems because they, are, they want to do the quantified self thing so much as they want to turn it into a social activity. They want to okay. take something that they usually do in isolation and now it feels like they're doing it with their friends, you know? Mm. Now they're getting the cheers on face. Have you seen that with Nike Plus? Where I have. It, it's really cool. Yeah, you start a run and then it tells your friends on Facebook and Path that you started running. And then if they like that, I guess it makes <sighs> a cheering sound in your ears. And it no. shares it afterwards sorry, and your friends tell so you how lame. fat that you are. It just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Like, I, the only way that I manage to motivate myself to run is to actually go with other humans. And then that's fun. And you run and you talk about the universe. Mm, and it's That's a cool. far less douchey way to do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> fake cheering sounds. Yeah, I didn't say I liked um, it. I, I said I think that's what attracts that people to those systems more than the whole quantified self thing. Yeah, it's possible. It, it does make a lot of sense. The thing that I love about that Nike Plus app is the power song thing where you, you know, you're, you're coming up a hill and you're feeling awful and you're like, give me a power song. And then, you know, Black Sabbath starts playing. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> What's cool. your power song? It's, paranoid. It's paranoid, yeah. Paranoid it's just, by Black it's, Sabbath. It's good one. Going. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yes, it does get you going more than, like, say, something from Barbara Streisand. The Beeb. Did I you can't... go to the Bieber concert? No. My, um, <laughs> my wife went with my son. <laughs> okay. Anyway. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Dude no. plays like seven instruments himself. He's a he's a gifted kid. Him. Whatever you know. I don't. Um, I, I that's can't. Very nice. I is can't he, actually. Is he still a kid? Isn't he like twenty now? He, I don't know. I, I think he's nineteen. I haven't ever actually heard one of his songs except for one that Gabriel, who's my oldest son, plays on the no, piano. No, no. You think you haven't, but actually, if you've ever been into a mall or any place Probably. where the radio is playing, you totally have. <laughs> but I'm going to guess, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that I don't like his music. But, but like, you know, so what? <laughs> it doesn't make it bad. It just means I don't like it. And he, mm. you can't say he's not talented. The little shit plays like, you know, I he would plays still tons judge of you instruments. For going to the concert, he sings. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't. But I went to Bon Jovi. Uh, bon Jovi was cool. Yeah, I got invited by uh, a big electronics company, so I thought, well, yeah, no, why not? There, there are a and whole bunch of concerts show. where, uh, you know, I would go if someone gave me a free ticket, but I wouldn't actually buy one, and that's cool. Like, I went to Linkin Park because I had free tickets, and it was fun. You? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, so, so I thought, but actually it was fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would never have bought a ticket myself, but Metallica, no. on the other hand, let me tell you, was amazing, um, and I was very sore for several days afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. anybody listening to this in another country is wondering why we're so excited about these things. And that's because <laughs> down here in South Africa, yeah. which is really far away from anywhere that any of these bands come from, we don't, we don't, we're not mm. used to having <laughs> big stadium bands, arena well, bands come through too often. And let's not forget, you know, people deliberately boycotted us for well, decades, yes, that too. Which, which was really good, but, you know, um, yes. so we were very starved. Yeah. Yeah. So now... Mm. John Bon Jovi, who like, I don't know what his shows in the States are like. He probably still does pretty well, but, you know, he certainly doesn't get the reaction there that he does here when he arrives at Cape Town Stadium and it's got 50,000 people inside of it and they just go off when he starts singing whatever. It's so famous. Yeah, um, I was was, uh, on my way to Metallica um, at like 
two in the afternoon and I, I tweeted, what, what does everyone think is a good time to start heading to the stadium? Someone responded, 1992, which I think was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. If, if someone was huge in mm-hmm. the 90s, they're probably getting to South Africa round, round about now for their first time. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Although he was, yeah, in 96 as well. But, but, yeah. but music and exercise, I, I just I can't do that. I, I can't run with, with headphones on. First, really? they, they fall off all the time. But secondly, But look, I, I suppose don't know, if you're I, frolicking and gambling through the forest, chasing little woodland squirrels, Simon, then <laughs> <laughs> you're surrounded by the sounds of the forest. I'm sure you sing while you run and just chase sing. squirrels. <laughs> what would you <laughs> sing? It sounds like? so picturesque. But I don't... I don't. I suppose if I ran in, in an urban environment um, where I could choose between crazy people shouting at me, um, yeah. or and, and cars, cars. Yeah. or or uh, Black Sabbath, I'd probably go with Black Sabbath. Yeah, it's quite different. That's what I'm thinking. I I've sometimes run without any music. I usually do run with music, um, and I find that my sense of time is different when I, there's no music. It's weird. Like I feel like I've been running for much longer than I have. Um, Weird, because mm-hmm. you go into this kind of dream state when you run, where you're semi-awake and you're in this weird meditative thing, and your really? brain is—I don't know—I do. I Did feel like my a, lungs like are coming out of my nose, and that I might die in a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, before you hit that point, which might be five minutes in, in fairness. But um, yeah. <laughs> do you ever listen to audiobooks while you run? Uh, I tried it once, um, but I can't concentrate on what I'm listening to. Uh, uh, because of the lungs coming out of the nose thing. Okay. Um, but uh, it's a great idea, podcasts and audiobooks while running. Yeah. I listen to yeah. audiobooks while I drive. Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts while I drive. Um, I'm I actually, listen to I'm listening I'm to, hmm? I'm listening to a great book at the moment. I'm Ooh, listening to, uh, to Stephen King's On Writing. Oh, it's amazing. I, I've read it like four times. It's wonderful. Well, I, I'm listening to it as an audiobook, and he reads it, which is… Oh, amazing. But talk about exercise. You realize how much writing Stephen King did before anything got published. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the old thing of, you know, you just have to write every day. Um, that's, that's it. And you sometimes, exercise. like exercise, it's, it's hard. And sometimes it doesn't feel like fun and it doesn't feel like what you want to do. But you actually just need to put your ass in a chair and force yourself to do something. And eventually you'll get good. Mm. Another good book on writing Some is uh, <laughs> Natalie Goldberg, is it? Writing Down the bo- Bones. She talks about yeah, that. She talks yeah. about writing practice. Now, what is her name? Natalie Goldberg, is it? Uh, I don't know. I've heard of the book. I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Um, so, uh, so th- you know, the book's okay. I think uh, Stephen King would say it's bullshit because <laughs> he says most things are. Uh, I'm learning. Mm. But... Um, <laughs> But she talks about writing practice, like you need to exercise uh, writing. You need to sit down every day and you need to mm. just write if, if writing is, is what you do. Um, yeah. But it strikes me that that should probably be applied to a lot of things that we do every day. Definitely. You should, you should exercise to get better at them. Now, if, yeah. do- if your job is like, yeah. you know, writing code all day, you probably don't want to come home and write code at night. But maybe you should be mm. doing some coding on the side for your own stuff or for something you well, enjoy. 
There's a, there's a lot of research that talks about um, deliberate practice as opposed yeah. to just kind of messing around and, and doing something automatically and how if you go and look at the most successful people in any field, so whether you look at musicians or you look at you know coders, whatever it might be, um, the, it's, it's not just the hours of sitting down and practicing. It's, it's how you practice, how you exercise. And it's, it's very much like, you know, are you deliberately doing things that are hard for you and that you've, are you trying to do something that you've never managed to do before and struggling at it? That's the kind of practice that makes you improve much faster. If you kind of just sit down and you play the pieces that you know, if you're a violinist or you code, you know, which is kind of the coding you'll do at work because you'll do code that is some stuff that you can do quite easily because that's your job. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you will get much better just doing your job every day. You do actually need to come home and get into that deliberate practice space um, to yeah. improve. Yeah, that was that was kind of the point of uh, that book. Talent is overrated. Mm, if you've read mm. that, I've, but I've basically, seen, yeah. Sorry, you've seen. No, sorry, I've, I've I've seen blog posts written by the guy, but I haven't read the book. So I mean, basically, what he says is 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 talent doesn't get you anywhere. It gives you a good head start over everybody else trying to do whatever it is you're doing. Mm. You know, like if you if you have those calf muscles and that build um, that you were blessed mm. with genetically, you will get out of the blocks as a runner faster than the fat guy whose lungs are coming out his nose. Yeah. Um, but but that does just get you. That just gets you off off the blocks. Mm, if the mm. fat guy pr- does more deliberate practice than you, he's going to beat you eventually. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think that's it, it, that's true for the majority of people. And then again, when you get to the sort of top one percent, and you're looking at Olympic runners, then again, talent becomes mm-hmm. much more important again. But for everything in the middle, I completely agree with you. So, um, I think this is why actually I'm, I've never improved at running is <laughs> because I really hate <laughs> exercise. I just I'm, I'm not programmed that way, so I don't mm. try very hard. I kind of you know I run along and I chat to my mates, and that's that's cool. But I, I but, don't do that deliberate practice thing yeah but uh, you know maybe you don't want to get better at running so who cares yeah i also don't want to get fat and die when i'm 40 so <laughs> <laughs> i maybe need to like uh, you know consider this thing anyway so and you I've, need I've to... kind of started smoking again as well so i know I, I, I know i know i know it's terrible so i the need fuck, to sam i know man it's it's kind of addictive i don't know if, if anyone's ever told you but <laughs> like socially or hmm oh, okay yeah well, stop doing that, goddammit. No, I know. I know. I should. Because you're going you're gonna to do it a lot and then you're going to get good at it. <laughs> and we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very easy to practice that and exercise. So you need to look at the data about smoking and mm-hmm. you need to deliberately practice not doing it. <laughs> That's a thing, or though. I need to go back to my doctor and get some Zyban, which is what I did last yeah. time, which is actually great. So just solve the problem with drugs. Yes. But that's why doing stuff's difficult because because sometimes uh, you need to look at the data and accept that your intuition was wrong mm. um, and that what your intuition tells you, like, oh, I don't have the talent, um, is bullshit because talent doesn't mean anything. Nobody's gifted in inverted commas yes if you are in a wheelchair and you can't walk you probably will never win a marathon but other than that if your legs are working and you're a normal human being the reason Mm. you can't win a marathon is because you haven't practiced enough and Mm. that's a difficult reality because it's Mm. easy to go oh i'm not talented enough to do a b or c Mm. 
that's that's yeah. simple, and that and it and nobody will argue with you because that's the kind of shit we've believed for thousands of years. No, totally. Um, but and it's not is that true. More true, like you were saying at the beginning of this, than in music, right? So there's all these guys who are just like, you know, I just I never made it because you know, like the muse never came to me or whatever. But actually, big bands are ones that practice really freaking hard for a really long time. You two, nine years playing together before they had any success. Yeah, yeah. There's Dave the Grohl. Whole, Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, Dave he, Grohl. He wrote, he wrote something um, online last week, which is just amazing, where he talks about how frustrated he is with like American Idol and this idea that actually you just need to be discovered by someone. And he's like, no, rubbish, you know. You need to sit in a garage with your friends and you're going to suck in the beginning and that's fine. Yeah. And you just need to keep doing it because you love it. Well, outliers as well. Mal- Malcolm Gladwell talks about the Beatles and their, their Hamburg stint playing in strip clubs for six-hour stretches because mm. nobody had figured out the whole live music thing and that an hour's like the sweet spot maybe too. Uh, they just had this idea that, you know, if there was live music in the strip club, people might stick around longer. And they put mm. these, these poor four young kids on the stage and made them play for like six to eight hour stints <laughs> and yeah. you know you read about john lennon talking about those days when he was still alive and he he's like we just we ran out of stuff after half an hour and then <laughs> we started having to learn new styles of music just to fill the time we learned blues we learned jazz we mm-hmm. we just played whatever we could we fought on the stage we switched instruments around and we did that for the whole a whole season in Germany, and then we went back to Britain, and then we went back the next year, and we did it again. <laughs> they played yeah. for six hours every day for months, yeah. and they yeah. did it a few times, and then they became the Beatles. They didn't just mm. get the silly haircuts and the suits, and and you know, buy a book on guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how it happens, and it doesn't happen when you're trying to do it for anyone else either. And that's part of the music discussion mm. we were having. You know, I, I spent some time in the entertainment industry in South Africa, um, and it was a very sad time to be there because it was post-apartheid, like the, the, the ridiculousness of, of the 70s and 80s and 90s had subsided. Well, you know, it was subsiding. Mm. It, was, it was sort of mid to late 90s. Um, and now you had these guys who had been musicians for years – but we're never going to get anywhere with it because, you know, they were limited in everything from where they could play in South Africa to anybody outside of South Africa giving a shit. And, yeah. and they started coming out and they started trying to find themselves. And there was this fantastic immaturity on one hand. Um, but so many of them were trying to make music for, for other people. They were trying to figure out what do I have to do to write a song? That's going to get playlisted on a national radio station, and mm, that people mm. will love. And when you're and trying to do like that, American you're just never going to get yeah. it right. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And you look at the Beatles. You look at you two. You look at any really big successful band in history. Those dudes were never trying to write music people loved. They were doing music they loved, and they were doing a lot mm. of it before they got anywhere. Hmm. I don't. Very I don't true. Know. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to this love thing. Like, I think this is why, and this brings us right back to this exercise thing. Like, to the, the, the very first thing that, that you said when we, uh, you know, started talking this morning, unless you've really freaking loved something, you just, there is no way to motivate yourself to do enough of it that you're ever going to get good at it. So, yeah. Plus, it helps to be a little really crazy. It. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the moral of the story today. 
<laughs> be crazy and love what you do. <laughs> yeah. Although um, the reason you need to be a bit crazy is because when you start doing something you think you love, you're very gonna soon going to fall out of love with it because you're going to suck at it. Mm. And we just aren't yeah. programmed to enjoy things we're bad at. You know? Like, mm, I, mm, I, that's I, true. I don't know how to play golf sticks, but I'm sure that, you know, I've tried once or twice and I'm sure that you need to be good at golf to enjoy it. Because I just couldn't understand Probably, why anybody would do <laughs> or this. Or you need to be an investment banker, one of the two. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you just, yeah, and I, it, I, it sucks on all fronts. But it looks yeah. like the guys who are good at it are having fun. So. <laughs> I think it's particularly difficult with um, artistic people because I think the reason that a lot of people get into the arts is because they, they have a strong sense of taste. So they already have a strong sense of um, this is what's good and I like these things. And when they start trying to produce art themselves, whether it's writing or whatever it might be, um, they, realize it's, it's, they realize how bad it is because they're very aware of what good looks like. You know, um, mm -hmm. and pushing through the first, I don't know, eight years when you're probably still bad and you know you're bad um, because you know what good looks like because you're obsessed with whatever it is that you, you're doing. So you've read about it and you've, you've, I don't know, looked at everything. I think that's, that's the hardest when you have that disconnect. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm. Sam Beck Bessinger. <laughs> All right. You know what? We're running out of time. Yeah, I hate it when I that happens. Wind up. I know this has been fun. Mm -hmm. We should wind it up though, and um, and then we I'm should sure do it again. I'm sure you have beagles to go and chase squirrels with. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Would that I could. I have I have other uh, other kinds of animals to contend with today. Yeah, yeah. Human <laughs> animals. Most of in them the work for financial institutions. <laughs> I know. A particularly right. difficult breed. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll anyway. do this again. We'll keep doing it until we get good, good at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Same time next week. You have yourself a fantastic week between now and then, Sam Beck Bessinger. You too. Don't don't go crazy and and fall out of a tree that you're you're climbing. Okay. I'll try not to. Keep it real, <laughs> okay. lady. Bye. Bye.